0: Hey everyone, it's Stacy from the Tide Talk Podcast. Uh, last week we recorded an episode on Friday, and for some reason the uh, the audio that was posted was a duplicate audio from a previous episode. So uh, coming up is going to be the, the episode that should have been uh, published on last Friday. So sorry for the confusion and for it being uh, a duplicate audio, and, and hopefully this will be the last time that something like this happens but you're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors and then you'll hear uh the next episode of the Tide Talk podcast. Thanks everyone. Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing, buddy?
1: Hey, doing great, buddy. And um uh, I know uh you got to spend some time uh down in uh Tuscaloosa last weekend. So uh why don't you uh tell us a little bit about it and about all the people that you met down there?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh me and my wife we went down there last weekend we spent friday night and saturday night uh s- saturday morning we uh we got up and went to uh to ramajamas and ate some breakfast there slash brunch because it was we, we slept in for the first time in a long time with with young <laughs> kids at the house so we didn't have any kids so that was that was nice uh and but- then after that we went straight to uh to the baseball game and I got to meet uh, a Hunter Letson down there that was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, so that was nice getting to meet him and uh, talk with him, you know, a little bit about his personal life and what he, what he does. And, uh, you know, and I even asked him what it was like to live in, in Tuscaloosa and, and he, he loves it. And uh, I, I asked him that because, uh, you know, we, we've, me, Jake and myself have grown up in a small town and mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're kind of country boys. So, I just, but but Tuscaloosa is a really neat town, and it's uh, there's so much just tradition there, and there's just just this this feeling of, I guess pageantry is is the word to use. It's just so much fun to be down there, and uh the baseball game was a lot of fun. Alabama got a big win against Harvard. I think it was, I think the final was like eleven to five, ten to five, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. But uh, but that that was a lot of fun. We we sat behind the first base, uh. Right on the first baseline, right at you know, pretty much right at the dugout for Harvard. And uh that was a lot of fun. The, the game was, was entertaining. It was a beautiful day and of course, uh it was a you know, kind of a midday game and then right after that, uh we headed over to Coleman, just right across the street, or the parking lot really, and uh and watched the basketball team play and uh, the beginning of that game was obviously pretty frustrating because they got down pretty pretty bad early but uh at the basketball game i got to meet uh, uh christian socks who's who's a friend of the podcast and uh so it was great to meet him and you know i got to wave at some people there so it was just a lot of fun to be in tuscaloosa and then we come home sunday morning but uh it was a lot of fun to be down there me and jake are, are trying to plan something to get down there for for a baseball game uh yeah. you know here in the here in the Uh, future pretty soon hopefully and uh when we do that we're gonna let everybody know so we can have a chance to meet more of y'all and we look forward to that and like I said it was a lot of fun to be in Tuscaloosa be there with my wife and share that with her and uh, we both had a good time she she's not much of a baseball fan but she really enjoyed the baseball game and and uh, she enjoyed the basketball game as well so it was a lot of fun to be down there it was nice to meet the people I met and Hopefully, like I said, Jake and myself can get down there pretty quick, and uh, we can uh, meet up with some with some of y'all. So uh, I guess that's all I got to say about that. Uh, I guess we can kind of dive on into the to the meat of the this this episode. Uh, just to kind of recap a little bit what's happened since we last talked to y'all. Of course, we had a we had the second edition of this week on Tide Talk just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we talked a little bit about what uh, what was coming up, and uh, I hope y'all enjoyed that. By the way, uh, it was a little different than what the first one was. I was able to to add some some clips from previous episode to to kind of I don't know add, add a little bit to the to the episode, and that was that was a lot of fun to do and to cut up. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. But just to kind of recap real quick uh, the uh, the, bas- the women's basketball team, uh, you know, kind of had a Heartbreaking loss uh, in the second round of the of the SEC tournament to to uh, Georgia. They lost sixty eight to sixty one. They were really hoping to get a victory there, Jake, because I think I think one victory in the SEC tournament probably would have got them a, a bid in the NCAA tournament. But I don't think they're going to make it now. Uh, yeah, pro- probably going to be NIT bound. But a great finish to the regular season. I mean, like I said, they, they finished the regular season on a four game winning streak and. Uh, you know it does seem like this team is uh moving in the right direction.
1: Oh, yeah, and and two of those uh those wins come against uh I think top 15 opponents. So, you know, the Chrissy Curry um they she she did a really good job uh, with these girls this year. Um, you know, it, it was heartbreaking. Um, you know, it was going to be a tough challenge if we did get past um Georgia to play South Carolina, but you know, we talked about. Uh, and the regular season when played South Carolina, they didn't really pull away till late in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that would have been an entertaining game to watch. But, yeah, you know, it would be nice to, to get them in the NCAA tournament, but uh, probably NIT bound, like you said. But it was a really good year and something to build off of for next year for sure.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, the, the, the finish of the season was, was really solid, you know, other than the, the loss there to Georgia to end the SEC tournament. But uh, let's uh, let's kind of move on quickly now to the uh, to the softball team. Uh, they uh, they actually uh, just finished playing just a little bit ago. Um, they uh, they uh, suffered. Well, first of all, they, they had a game canceled earlier this week on Wednesday uh, mm-hmm. against Alcorn State, so that, so that game was canceled. And then tonight they lost one uh, to nothing to 20th ranked Arkansas. To start ACC play, so uh, uh, you always hate losing, especially at home. Uh, but you know they got two more games this this weekend to uh, to make up for it, and they really need to come away with a with a series win, especially at home, to start ACC play. Uh, but it's a long season; no need to panic. Just just go ahead and get these two wins uh, coming up tomorrow and, and Sunday,
1: and uh, move on to next week. Yeah, I agree. Um, Montana really pitched well tonight. Um, I wasn't—I was out in town, so I went really to get to see what happened there in the game. But um, that—I um, think the the pitcher for Arkansas's name was like Autumn Storm or something like that, and and she pitched really great tonight. Uh, so kudos to her as well. But yeah, I, I you know the, still early, like you said, there's no reason to panic. Uh, they are sitting at twelve and eight, I believe, but. You know they'll be fine. You know I think the kinks are getting slowly getting worked out, and uh, and they'll be fine come uh, come later on in the month and in, into in April.
0: Yeah, you know the obviously the I, I believe the pitching is going to be there. You know ninety five percent of the time this season, it's just about how, how well the team can hit and uh and move yeah. move girls around on the bases. So that's that's just the thing to watch. Of course, next weekend there's a big tournament called the T Town Showdown. So, uh, I think it starts next Thursday. Yep. It goes all weekend long. So, uh, you know, several chances to get to, to pile up some wins uh, before they uh, start. You know, back into SEC play the uh, the next weekend. So, which would be at Tennessee, and mixed in after the tournament is a, is a home game against Troy on Wednesday, March eighteenth. So, long season, plenty of time to get things worked out. And one thing I do want to say, I, I see people frustrated all the time about the uh the lack of hitting or, or or scoring runs like is it against the law for other teams to have really good pitchers? like do they think album is the only team that's got good pitchers? right i i, I mean i i don't get I, I don't get that theory i mean softball is such a different game than than really any other sport and it's i mean it's it's a game that right now is is pitcher dominant. I mean, there's a, there is a lot of good pitchers right now in, in college softball. So, lighten up on the softball team a little bit, fans. I, I see a lot of people commenting on Twitter and Facebook about it. So, I just think people need to lighten up a little bit. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be just fine.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the biggest thing that, that um, Patrick Murphy is still trying to work out is is to get Bailey Hamphill some protection. I think he's put by a number of different uh girls behind Bailey uh, in the four, four, uh, the four hole. And um, I think lately it's been Scott, Sky, uh scholar, but I'm not 100% sure she's still there or not. But, but yeah, I, I think that they're going to be fine. There's, there's no panic. Shouldn't be just yet. Yep. It's a
0: long season. Let's just, let's just chillax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh now I guess we can kind of move on to baseball. Uh, you know they uh, they're actually in a in a game in the middle of a game right now. I say the middle. They're in the uh, bottom of the eleventh actually at this at this point in time. Uh, and I'm trying to I've been trying to internet has not been great, uh, but right now it looks like it's in the bottom of the eleventh and Lipskin has uh, intentionally walked Tyler Gentry. Uh, so, there's three on base now, and Sam Prater is on the plate. So, that's that's kind of the guy you want uh, behind – or, you know, on the plate with the bases loaded in, the, in a tie ball game. So, we'll kind of see what happens there as we, as we try to keep up with it. But, uh, you know, we can't say enough about Connor Prelip. He had another fantastic outing tonight. And, by mm-hmm. the way, the, the team was able to get uh, another win Sunday – I mean yeah Sunday I, I, we talked about that earlier but uh Sunday they also got a win Tuesday against South Alabama 12 to 2 and like we mentioned right now they are uh well and it looks like they're now going to head to the uh, 12th. 12th inning now still tied at 1-1 with Lipscomb in the first game of this three game series this weekend in Tuscaloosa uh but like we, you know a like lot we've talked about you know the last couple weeks this team is undefeated right now uh coach bohan has talked about how he wants to beat
1: that record of wh- what's the record jake of is it 16 is it say the 15 and 16 and 0 starting out the season.
0: right I, I can't quite remember I, I i read it the other day and heard him talking about it the other day, but i can't remember now off the top of my head but they have a chance to break that record and that would be really great uh for you know most consecutive wins to start a season so hopefully they can get that done and and like we said uh We'll kind of keep you updated throughout this, the re- remainder of this podcast uh, on on the baseball team and what's going on. Like we said, they're heading to the twelfth inning right now, tied up one to one with Linscomb. So, obviously, some a pitcher <laughs> pitcher duel going on tonight in Tuscaloosa. Oh,
1: definitely. And man, I, I'm impressed. I'm sitting here looking at the uh, at the the averages for for the the squad and. And Brett Arbach, I mean, he's hitting 364. Owen's hitting 311. Gentry's 429. Prater. Uh Prater is 408. Um, I mean, I mean, that that's awesome to start out the season. That that's been the key is is hitting and and runners in scoring position. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get him in this, you know, this last inning, but um, but man, that they've been hot. And and I think I said it uh on last week's podcast, but TJ Reeves—he's only hitting 255, so he really hasn't come along yet. So once he gets going, and if these guys can continue to hit like they are, man, this this thing's gonna be gonna be dangerous. Well, TJ Reeves had a really good weekend last weekend, and because uh, mm.
0: he was batting, I want to say around 220, heading the last weekend, and I know he had uh, you know a few hits, uh, plus I believe he had a home run. Uh, last weekend as well, his first of the year. So he's he is starting to hit better, um, and and like Jake said, he's one of those guys that played really well as a freshman last year. So, uh, you know, this this team's gonna get better, but the competition's also gonna get better. So you know, right. it's uh, it, hopefully this team can keep keep the wins coming and get as many as they can before ACC play starts because
1: you know that's the the road's gonna get real tough then. Right. And and I'm very impressed with the guys. They're they're in the top twenty five now. And you know, I would never expected that they would have been this hot starting out the season being as young as they are. But we give credit to to the pitching staff and, and the hitters. And of course, uh Coach Bo. I mean, I, I can't say enough about him, what he has done in three years time with this program. I mean, it, it's been an amazing um overhaul and, and an amazing rebuild and, and now the future's bright. for for bat for baseball once again you know what's what's the the
0: diversity of this lineup is what is what's kind of uh interesting to me i mean right now they're in their 14th game right now they have 20 home runs as a team and uh 20 stolen bases as well so that's you know they they got some power and they got some speed on the base pad and, and they've drawn 70 walks so far so Wow! Just, just a, just a kind of a complete team on the offensive side, and we've, we've talked about the pitching before. Uh, Chase Lee. I don't know if there's a better relief pitcher right now. He, that dude is unreal. I, I saw him in person Saturday. I, he's about unhittable. I mean, it's, it, it's unreal how, how good that guy can pitch uh, to close a game out. So uh, he's got so much movement on that slider, and, and uh, the fastball. You know, from that sidearm position is, is pretty much unhittable so uh this team is is coming along and and you know like like hunter said a couple weeks ago this is the first time that that brad's had a team with a that's you know an sec roster so we'll see what happens when it gets to sec play
1: yeah 100 percent, man and and talking about chase lee he's uh pitched his pitch count sitting at 65 right now and he's got eight strikeouts uh and only one walk and i don't know how many how I many innings he has pitched tonight but but man that's that that's impressive numbers well and i know like i know said,
0: he's got like six strikeouts tonight
1: yeah he's got eight right now
0: eight eight right
1: now yeah okay and yeah, uh, when i
0: looked early he had six
1: yeah like i said and my internet's being slow <laughs> oh you good and like like you said pre-lip i mean that that kid i i tweeted out tonight his stats i mean i don't think he's given up uh a run this year if he has on being like one or two uh in a game but i I
0: know heading into tonight he did not give up any runs
1: and he didn't give up tonight so okay so he's still
0: still still no earned runs for for connor prelip the fantastic freshman from from wisconsin so that's all uh they uh they're definitely such a fun team to watch and uh look forward to to what brad builds on this team and how they, how they fare when it comes to ACC play. Definitely. But I guess unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I don't want to say that because I, I, I don't want to be that guy. But we do have to talk a little bit of Bama Hoops before we let you all go. And uh, I think it goes without saying that Tuesday night was a complete mm. disappointment. Yeah. Uh, and, Jack, I'm just going to let you take off first and kind of give your your thoughts on Tuesday, and then, uh, then we can kind of talk a little bit about uh, tomorrow's game at Missouri.
1: <sighs> what can you say, man? It it was heartbreaking. Um, we talked before we, before we started recording. I mean, we're at home; it's pretty much a must-win game, and we just fall flat on our face against. I mean, yeah, Bandy has had some some good. Good games here recently, and they beat a couple – or kept it close against Kentucky, and they might have beat them. I can't remember. They had – I think they've had one or two big wins, but it's Vandy. And, I mean, well, yeah.
0: They, 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 they had a lead on Kentucky
1: in both yeah. games at halftime, but lost. They did beat LSU. That's right, yeah. So, I mean, they they have improved a lot, but, I mean, in a game – that you're fighting for your your NCAA tournament hopes at home in an electric environment that our students and our fans have been behind you all year, and you just come out flat and and don't show up the first half, I mean, that, that's inexcusable. And, and I mean, I, I hate it that it happened, especially in, under year one with Nato's, but he did say in his interview after the game that he's got to change the culture and he has changed it a little bit but there's still some softness in this team that that he's going to have to either get it out of the guys or they're going to have to move on and he's going to bring his guys in to make to make him better or make the team better but uh but don't give up on O's. i've seen people say that it's just the same old team uh we could have kept Avery no with this team with Avery in here we want to we want to beat Auburn by what 17 20 something like that at home we want to we would have got we got down uh, early, big time against Auburn, but with an Avery Johnson team uh, playing against Auburn, got down huge like that. We would have lost by forty. We fought back under under Nate O's. So he's already changing the program, the culture wise, but it's going to take a little bit more. And, and he and he knows that. He was very upset about it the other night after the game. Yeah, I mean that's I
0: I don't have a whole lot to. A whole lot to add from what Jake just talked about, and just the the effort and the energy or the lack thereof in that first half against Vanderbilt was just I, 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 it was unfathomable to me. Because I mean, like Jake said, you're fighting for your your tournament chances, and all you have to do is beat a team in Vanderbilt that had only won one conference game all year up to that point. Mm-hmm. So I just I, the lack of energy and focus to start that game was, was very just frustrating to, to, to the watch. And, uh, you know, about, and I'm not going to call any players by name and I, and I'm, I guess I, I, well, it is what it is. About half the guys on the team are like that. They, they, they don't show up all the time. Yeah. They're, they're not always engaged. They're not always playing with energy and effort and the other half, is having to carry the team and it's, that's not the way it, it, it can be. And, uh, obviously me, Jake and myself have talked about how we, we believe that Nate Oates is the man for the job and it's going to take some time. And he was dealt a bad hand and, yeah. uh, especially with the injuries, but, uh, you know, and it's so with the NCAA tournament chances dead, unless the team makes a just a Cinderella run in the, in Nashville, uh, next week, uh, I think it's it's a good opportunity for Nate Oates to, uh, to kind of, and I'm sure he's done this all season, just kind of self evaluate, you know, maybe what what he's kind of coached these guys and, and and how he's coached them and who he's played and the number of minutes and and some of the guys are having to play because there's no other option. So, uh, and I think most fans know you know the guys that, that we're kind of referring to, but. Uh, I I don't know what else to say about Kyler Lewis. That dude has been unbelievable as of late. Uh, Shackleford continues to deliver. I know he had a rough first half the other night, but he, he the second half was unbelievable. And and I do I, I do want to be you know a little realistic and not just totally blame the loss on on Album's lack of effort Tuesday night because Vanderbilt did play a really good game. They played out of their mind. They shot they shot lights out. Which they haven't done all year long. Saban Lee had the had the game of his life. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's like a twenty percent or twenty eight percent three point shooter, and I think he made like seven of eight or something along those lines. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just uh, it it was it was kind of a, a two edged sword the other night. Not on. Sometimes you can, and and that's why you should never do it. Sometimes you can get by with you know kind of starting out slow and sluggish. Uh, but uh, not only did they start out slow and sluggish, Vanderbilt was making everything they threw up. So uh, you know, it kind of it kind of hit him from from both sides. So I did want to give Vanderbilt a little little bit of credit for playing a really good game uh, when Alabama not only had an off night, but just didn't 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 come out with the kind of energy and focus that they should have. Uh but they do have one more regular season game uh tomorrow against Missouri. What is that 1.30, 1230 tomorrow,
1: Jake? Yeah, let's see. 130 p.m. Yeah. So uh,
0: have a chance to get a road win to close the season out and finish nine nine in conference play. And that would put them at uh what, what would it be? Uh 17 and 14 overall, Jake?
1: That's it.
0: So you you get that, and I don't even want to get into all the the seeding possibilities for uh, <laughs> for Alabama in the SEC tournament mm-hmm. because uh, it could go either way. I mean, there's there, there's a chance that uh, three different teams have are nine and nine uh, in conference play to end the season. So uh, I don't even want to pretend like I'm I can <laughs> guess what's going to happen there. But uh they uh like I said, with a win tomorrow, they they, they finish nine and nine. Uh I did see that Petty says he's gonna be able to play tomorrow against Missouri, so that'll be huge. Uh be nice to get him back and, and kinda get him in some rhythm before the SEC tournament starts. And uh, you know, I haven't given up on this team. I think this team can win tomorrow, and I think this team can make a run in the SEC tournament. I'm not saying it'll happen, but this team like is plenty that. capable of doing that. So uh, don't give up on them. You know, tune in tomorrow, and then tune in the SEC
1: tournament, and you know, just kind of see what happens. Yeah, and I'm gonna get your opinion on uh, on something as well, and because I've been seeing it a lot, but there, there's people out there that I've seen on Twitter say, "Well, I hope that uh, that Coach O's don't don't accept an NIT bid." Because you know, there's no reason to go to why you got you got young guys like Shackelford. You you might you possibly gonna have you know you're gonna have Davis back. You're gonna have um, potentially Petty. Who knows what Kyra's gonna do at the end of the year? But you got a lot of guys on this team that's that's gonna be there again next year. So that's playing time for them. That's experience. That's growing as a team. And there's no reason not to not to accept an nit bid. Go there, have fun, and and maybe make a run in nit and and win and win that championship. Build off something for next year. That that's just my opinion. What what do you say about that? Yeah, and I I tweeted after the game the other night because there was already
0: people talking about how Nate should decline a, a nit uh, yeah. bid. And I, I'm sorry. I think you're an absolute moron if. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, decline the opportunity to get more practice time. Yeah. I mean, that makes zero sense to me. Like like you said, or not only do you have an opportunity to coach your guys a little more, especially the younger guys that that you're going to have come back, but – I mean, it's more time. It's 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 practice for Nate Oates as well. I mean, Nate Oates also gets better every time he, he gets to practice with his team and coach his team. So, I mean, it's just that's just so stupid to me. And the people yeah. that that commented on, or replied to my tweet saying that, uh, you know, no, it's not it's not stupid to decline to, an option. You need to, uh, to 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 just end this year and and get back uh, working on next year. I didn't even respond to him because that's just the most idiotic thing. I, I just—I'm I, not even gonna give a response to to somebody that's that just so ignorant. I mean, I just more, there's no there's no such thing as that's bad. There's no way that it's bad to have more practice time,
1: right? You are working towards next year with with the NIT tournament. I mean, that that's an idiotic statement for those who said that. <laughs> that yeah. that's crazy, but. You know, I, like you said, I I've not given up on this team, and I'm not going to give up on them. Like you said, Nate Oates uh, was given to uh, dealt a bad hand with all the injuries, uh, and and we we discuss the waiver every time, so everybody knows about that. We're blowing out a portion. Yeah, we're mad about that still. But um, I did see something interesting. I I can't remember where I saw that. I might might have heard it, but um, I think uh, I was told that Alabama has only had a full. You know, all five of their starters healthy and playing together in like five games this year and that's it. And and I think that was like the first five games of the year, I believe. I mean, if that is that's well incredible. that's not that's
0: that's not even that's not even it wouldn't be the first five games of the year because Herb Jones got hurt the first game of the year. Remember he that's hurt right. his elbow the first game of the year. That's so, right. So I you know. it's that we we've we've talked at nauseam about the injuries and about JQ not being uh, eligible to play. Uh and it's just been it's just been a a series of, of misfortunes for this team a series of, of, of an unfortunate events for album of basketball and Definitely. and uh i i do think things are changing and uh oh. uh we're on we're on the right track it's just it's just going to take some time uh you can't you can't turn it around overnight and uh you 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 got to get the guys in there that, that buy into your system and that buy into your coaching style and when you do that, that's that's when the complete change happens and and you have a have an overhaul of, of what the team is like and you just become a better team that way. So, uh, the future's is bright for Alabama basketball. Don't don't doubt that.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm 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 super excited for for what this team's going to look like next year for sure. And and I hope, uh, Patty comes back and hoping Lewis as well, but I mean this team's still gonna be stacked whether we lose one or two or both of them, you know. Right. Yeah, no doubt.
0: But anyways, uh, let me give a quick update on the baseball real quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying trying to update real quick. Uh, looks well. Like I said, I've been trying to watch it, but my stream is not working, so I'm trying to keep up with it on Twitter. And the last tweet I have is, is 10 minutes ago, and it was the top of the uh, 12th, and, and Brock Guffey was taking them out. They have not tweeted since then. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, Brock Guffey gets a huge strikeout, two outs now on the top of the 12th with runners on first and second. That was 44 seconds ago from Brett Hudson. So still the top of the 12th with two outs and a man on first and second for Lipscomb. So maybe Brock can get this last batter out and get to the bottom
1: of the 12th and get get us a walk-off win and get out of there. Yeah, 2 p.m. Uh, game time tomorrow, and uh, you know, them guys, I'm sure, we'll about to we'll about to get some sleep tonight before <laughs> <Yeah>. that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's all we got for tonight, man. Yeah. so Yeah, that sounds about right. All right.
0: Well, before we go, make sure you uh, you do follow us on Twitter. I'm at Blackwood89. And I'm
1: at J. Thomas Tide.
0: And of course, you can follow our uh, podcast Twitter feed at Tide Talk underscore Pod. Uh, tweet at us. You know, and hashtag Tide Talk, and we appreciate all the support, and we'll talk to you all again next time. Roll Tide.
1: Roll Tide.